This is a Cortez Currents news update. The challenge is the economics that is going to come home fairly quickly. And we've had too many people off business, off, off work. The bills are, are building, and we must address that. Said Liberal candidate Norm Facey in the only interview he granted Cortez Currents. I'm not saying we're going to run in and balance the budget, because we're not. We're going to run in and take care of people. We're going to make sure that services are extended. We're going to reduce costs. We're going to make sure that people come first and that we get a recovery that includes everybody, not just a few. While many frame this election as liberal tax cuts versus NDP incentives, the Liberals just announced what they call the biggest infrastructure investment in B.C. history. They plan to spend almost $31 billion over the next three years on new highways, transit projects, schools, hospitals, and housing. This is actually similar to the NDP's New Recovery Investment Fund, whose estimated cost is roughly the same. The Liberals also propose big tax cuts, including $11 billion from the provincial sales tax over the next two years. Premier John Horgan claims it would be more effective to give low- and middle-income British Columbians a check, and is promising $1,000 to each family and $500 to singles. NDP candidate Michelle Babchuk contrasted the previous Liberal administration with Horgan's government. The old B.C. Liberal government took money from B.C. Hydro and ICBC to fund tax breaks for the rich, then increased the rates that people had to pay. MSP doubled. ICBC went up 36%. Hydro went up 87%. Bridge tolls were in place and housing skyrocketed. We introduced three balanced budgets while improving services for people, got rid of MSP and tolls, were turning around ICBC and reducing rates by 20%. Wages went up 17% in three years. Then COVID-19 hit. We announced an unprecedented $8 billion investment to support people and kickstart BC's economic recovery. A PST rebate on machinery and equipment so that people can invest in their business. A 15% tax credit for hiring new employees. Grants to support 15,000 hard-hit small and medium businesses while protecting 200,000 jobs. Grants for people to get trained in high-demanding fields like health care and child care. And 7,000 new family-supporting health care jobs to fight the pandemic. We are putting people at the center of our recovery. Let's keep going. Of course, the Liberal version of these events is very different. In a recent press release, they said, under the NDP Green Coalition government, taxes have increased by over $5.7 billion since 2017. That's an average of $3,025 per household for this year. They've added 23 new or increased taxes, including sneaky taxes on soda and Netflix that far outweigh the benefits of eliminating MSP premiums. I asked Green Party candidate Alexandra Morton how they would help restart BC's economy. If the government forms a ministry of climate action and inventories what is required to pull us into a green economy, companies could be invited to submit proposals. 
Morton said that big corporations are not leading the province's recovery. What a champion the small businesses are in job creation. It's not the big companies that have been bullying all of us. It's the small companies. The larger answer to your question is going to be highly individualized. I've been talking to mayors and small businesses across my riding, and I'm so impressed at the initiatives that are underway in places like Tassis and Zabalas and uh, here in Sointulas. To help people recover from COVID is going to be a highly individualized response to each community. I am so impressed at the measures that are going on, like Strathcona Regional District and the fiber optic cables that are being laid to bring high-speed connectivity to communities, which everyone is asking for, is so important. I would also really look at food security and what needs to be done to create larger gardens and small farms. People already know in their communities, like speaking to people in Campbell River, they know where the arable land is and some of it has trees on it. So maybe the province needs to release those trees. They get logged and processed in a local mill and then take that land and turn it into sustainable gardens for our communities. There is no one size fits all for the post-COVID response. I just see an enormous amount of willingness in people to adapt and to work extremely hard.